the Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Wednesday, the 31st of January. Justin, boy, we may be starting to see the retail slowdown that the Reserve Bank is hoping for. Get this one. In December 2023, retail sales hit its biggest monthly decline since pandemic lockdowns in mid-2020. We're talking a 2.7% retail sales decline, even though it was Christmas time. Wallets away. Mm -hmm. Now, Flux Sam, this month in the Flux Academy, we're speaking about the best ways to kick off the year on a high. Yes. It's the last day of this month, and if you haven't got the Budget Bible, which helps you break down your spending, your saving, and your net worth, now is the perfect time. So make sure to download the Flux app and check out the Academy. Three worthy stories today, Jazzy boy. Let's do it. For our first, Sarah Lee, the famous frozen dessert brand, has been saved from administration Ooh. by the former owners of Daryl Lee Chockey. Yes, that is probably the best news I've heard all week, so <laughs> tell me more. Well, Sarah Lee is the iconic frozen desserts mm-hmm. brand that started up in Chicago in the 1930s yep. before landing in Australia in 1971. And B-Man, since then, the brand has become an icon in Aussie households for its famous cheesecakes and its pies as well. Now, after going through a few owners like McCain mm-hmm. Foods and a private equity firm, South Island Office, yep. Sarah Lee fell into administration last year. And many customers are worried that their French vanilla cheesecake <laughs> would never touch their lips ever again. But now it's been rescued and bought out by the former owners of Daryl Lee. And they reckon after their success with Daryl Lee and VIP Pet Foods, ah. they can turn around the Sarah Lee brand and make it profitable once again. And Jazzy Boy, they weren't the only ones making that mm-hmm. bet. Around 60 other interested buyers expressed interest in this dessert brand as well. So what is the key learning here? Where there is a strong brand, there is a strong opportunity for revival. Now, B-Man, Sarah Lee may be a distressed company with $55 million of debt, mm. but it's also an extremely loved brand in Australia. With extremely delicious appleberry crumble pie, <laughs> may I add. And when a business has products that customers love enough, it can be brought back to life John Snow style. And Jazzy Boy, we know the Daryl Lee crew have some experience in this department. Yep, they bought Daryl Lee for around 25 mil when it collapsed in 2012. Ooh. They culled jobs yep. and some inefficient parts of the business, and then they sold it for 200 mil in 2018. So they're hoping they can do the same thing with Sarah Lee. For our second story, the top 20 pharma companies in the world are at risk of losing $180 billion in sales by 2028, Ooh. according to a new EY report. That is a whole lot of pharma pills, Jazzy Boy. Yep. So tell me more. All right, B-Man, we know there's a whole heap of big pharma companies around the world. We're talking your Merck's, yep. your Pfizer's, yep. your Johnson & Johnson's, <laughs> and plenty more. And when these companies develop a successful drug, it's like striking rich in the lottery. In fact, Jazzy Boy, it's arguably even better than that. Mm-hmm. Some of these drugs generate $30 billion wow. in sales each and every year. That $200 million lottery has nothing on that. Peanuts. But now, Jazzy Boy, many drug companies are facing a potential loss of tens of billions of dollars in sales between now and 2028. Yep, a new report by EY believes the top 20 pharma companies will lose $180 billion US dollars in sales due to patent expirations. Yeah, we're talking drugs like Keytruda and many other drugs that are hitting the patent cliff. So what is the key learning here? The patent cliff refers to the expiry of patents for a company. You see, B-Man, when a pharmaceutical company releases a new drug, they create a patent over 
over that drug. And in the US and here in mm-hmm. Australia, that patent lasts for 20 years from the date that it was filed. And that means no other company can sell that drug for 20 years. But when this patent expires, it opens up the door for competitors to sell copycats of those very drugs. Often at a much lower price. And Justin Boy, when there is a cheaper generic drug on the market, mm-hmm. it typically causes revenue to fall for drug makers. Here's the thing though, B-Man. Patent cliffs are unavoidable for pharma companies. So their goal is always to kind of replenish older top-selling mm-hmm. drugs with new ones that they hope will offset the loss of the patent. And if they don't manage to do it, they can face a huge revenue hole. For our third and final story, Godfrey's, the Aussie vacuum cleaner retailer, <laughs> has collapsed into administration after nearly 100 years. Uh, amazing innings from the humble vacuum, mm-hmm. so tell me more. Well, Jazzy Boy, Godfrey started way back in 1931 mm-hmm. in Melbourne and grew to over 200 stores and franchises. In fact, B-Man, Godfrey's became one of the world's largest vacuum retailers. If you want a bagged vacuum, hello Godfrey's. You want a bagless vacuum? That'd be Godfrey's as well. (laughs) Hard floor vacuum? Hello Godfrey's. (laughs) They've really honed in on the niche of vacuums and carpet cleaners. Now it was a private company, Mm -hmm. then it went public, then it went private again. And now B-Man, 93 years after cleaning their very first floors, Mm. Godfrey's has gone into voluntary administration. Yep, Godfrey's is going to shut down 54 stores immediately Mm -hmm. and will look for a new buyer after facing a challenging operating environment. You see, B-Man, Godfrey's faced major competition from electronics retailers like Harvey Norman, like JB Hi-Fi, and Kogan.com too. These are all companies that sell vacuums as just one of their many products. As opposed to making vacuums and co pretty much their whole business. Yep, so what is the key learning here? Mastering a niche product is always a tightrope between being an expert in your field and being irrelevant. We know that having a niche specialization allows companies to establish themselves as leaders in a particular field. And this can lead to a loyal customer base of returning customers. But a niche specialization also means you're incredibly vulnerable to market changes in that very niche. Uh, Think EB Games. It can make that company a little vulnerable to shifts in consumer preferences. Or technological advancements. For example, Jazzy Boy, when stick vacuums became all the rage back Mm -hmm. in the mid-2010s, Godfrey's didn't adapt as well as it could have. 50% of all vacuum sales were stick vacuums by 2018, but Godfrey's had less than one third of their sales in stickbacks. And Jazzy Boy, for a company that specialises in a niche, you need to be across the latest trend. Plus, Sam, if you want to get your budget on track for 2024, the best place to start is in the Flux Academy today. Now, that is if you want to get your budget on track. Mm, if you're someone true. who's anti-having a good budget, then maybe it's not for you. So if you don't want to learn how to spend, save, <laughs> and learn about how to be responsible, then don't check out the Flux Academy this month in the Flux app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Friday. Friday.